Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. We would like to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. It's great to have you on the podcast today for all of our listeners. I've got a great guest for you today. I've got Cheryl Mays, and we're going to be discussing the benefits of staying on course and having resolve. Cheryl is a corporate trainer, keynote speaker, and success coach. She's worked with the uh, as the Director of Development for Junior Achievement. She's been the Vice President of Admissions for Corinthian Colleges. She's been the Assistant Development Director at the SPCA of Central Florida, and she's also been the Assistant Development Director at Make-A-Wish, so she's got a lot of background with not-for-profits, and now she's helping others rise and shine. Welcome to the podcast, Cheryl. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be with you today. It's awesome. And, you know, Cheryl and I, we met in an event here in Lakeland that our friend put on, Kelvin McCree, and he's going to be a guest of the podcast soon as well. But uh, he he put on the the, uh, Summit Unstoppable, and that was just a great event to encourage and inspire us. I really enjoyed that. I think you did as well, Cheryl. I did. It was a great opportunity to um, not only to engage in in how to be unstoppable for your business, but also to meet some of the speakers that were just experts in their field sharing different tidbits of information for businesses to actually enhance their employee engagement as well as enhance their strategies. That's right. I came away inspired, encouraged, and like you, I met several people that I'm going to consider lifelong friends as a result of that summit. So it was great to meet you and, and great to meet Kelvin. So let's uh, let's dive right into this topic. It's a great topic. It's, it's you know, stay in the course, and it's so important. So the first question I want to ask you, Cheryl, is how important is patience in staying on the course? Yeah, I, I think that's ultimately extremely important. You know, sometimes we look at path that's in front of us, and we know exactly where we want to go, but when it doesn't happen in our time frame, then we have a tendency to give up. And so being able to be patient, and patient doesn't mean just waiting. It means as I'm progressing forward, I am continuously learning more. So I am picking up all of these nuggets in my patience so that as I get to that place, my destination, I am not only there, but I am stronger, I am wiser, I have developed more information that I can now share with others, more information that will allow me to continue to move forward because there is no final destination. There are just stopping points on our path. Wow, that's excellent. I love that thought. Patience doesn't just mean waiting but it is also working towards our goals. you got to be in a forward direction, and I love the, the idea that we're never going to get there, but we're on a journey, and we need to make the journey a good journey. So, Cheryl, that, that's awesome. So, so for you, what's a catalyst for you to stay on course? What, what drives you to stay on the course, even when it's hard to? Because I know for me sometimes it's like I want to do this, but, man, it's hard. You know, it's, it's the – it's literally the path. It's those things that are going to be intercepted on the way. 
Um, I am I am an avid learner, and I love engaging new topics. I love engaging new techniques and new strategies, even if even if it's too old things, as we say. Um, you know, things that you might have learned as a new leader, and now you're a senior leader, but you kind of move away from some of those things. For example, you know, just keeping it simple and basic. Sometimes I think we have a tendency to complicate, you know, processes and procedures. And what it does is it, it makes it harder for a person to believe that they can achieve their goals or their strategies. And so for me, the catalyst is actually knowing that if I stay on course and I continue to empower myself, then I can continue to pour into other individuals and they can see that they too have the ability to, as I say, unleash the champion that is in each of us. You know, I believe we all have this innate intelligence. And through our lifetimes, generally what happens is we start to suppress it. Um, things happen and we start to, you know, to move on to other things. And so we suppress those things that initially got us to where we're going. And so to be able to rekindle those things and just, just bring them back to the forefront of our mind and to let us say, you know what, wait a second, this is not as hard as it's supposed to be. I'm making it harder, but it's not as hard as it's supposed to be. And if I just stay with the basics, then I can still get to where I want to go to. And that's my catalyst is keeping it simple. You know, there's that theory, the KISS theory, right? Keep it simple, Sam. If we keep it simple, then we can still accomplish our goals. We can still stay the course. It's when we start to complicate it and we overthink our situation. That's when things get a little hairy and we start to, you know, give up. We start to get tired. We start to tell ourselves that it's not worthy of our efforts. And so when we have the ability to recognize and then go, wait a second, the things that got me to the peak, if I continue to do those things as I'm adding my skill set, then I can stay on the peak longer. And so that's my catalyst is actually keeping it simple, knowing that I can still get to my place of achievement and stay there longer because I've done it in the past. I certainly relate to keeping it simple. I have a saying where you keep it Brian proof instead of foolproof. So. I definitely relate to keeping it simple, and and I've I've recognized you know John Maxwell's a mentor of mine. I also follow Dave Ramsey. The simplicity of their message, it, it's it's so simple, and yet people don't want to follow and and stay on this track and stay on this course, and so let's just keep it simple. Let's follow this simple pattern. And as you talked about that inner voice, but also that inner potential. So so that same inner voice that kicks our butt can give us the catalyst to move on and give us those ideas that are just huge and they're your ideas and, and you have them for a reason and work towards them. That's great. I heard learning is a catalyst for you, Cheryl. So I, I know you're a student. I, I see you on LinkedIn making posts about learning and, and helping and pouring into others as you alluded to. So thank you for doing that. So that's yeah, the reason. I, I, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm also a certified Jack Canfield um, trainer. So Jack Canfield, of course, is the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Success Principles. 
And so when I say learning, it is continuing to master your craft, which I think regardless as to what business we're in, that should always be in the forefront of our mind. How do I continue to be the expert in my field? How do I continue to master my craft? So that gives you that worth and that gives you the value that you can then give to others. That's so true. Absolutely. So so back to that those inner voices and how do you encourage yourself? What do you do to to stay on course through self encouragement? Um, you know, one of the things that, that I actually train on is how to be 100% responsible for your results. You know, today, everybody knows that they have to set goals. Everybody knows that you have to periodically go in and monitor your goals monthly, quarterly, annually. And we all know that they have to be specific. We've all in business have had an opportunity to hear that term, smart goals, right? They're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're, rela they're, reli they're relatable and they're timely. So we're aware of all of that. But now to be 100% responsible for your results, you know, basically what that means is how do I handle those situations that I come up on? You know, we cannot change the event, right? I, I share a formula and it's E plus R equals O. And it's the event plus our response equals our outcome. The event we can't often change, that can be the economy, it can be the weather, it can be um, our situation, it can be just things that happen outside of our control. What we do have control over is that R factor, and that's our response. How do we respond to those things that happen to us, to those things that we can't control? And if we want to get a different outcome, that's where we have the power. We have the power in the what is called the R factor. And so when you're looking at that and you start to realize how much control you actually do have, then whatever happens as far as the situation or the circumstance no longer becomes important because we have control over three things, right? That's our behavior, that's our images that we visualize, and that's our thoughts. And so how we respond allows us to now react in a specific manner that will allow us to get the outcome that we want. And so when you start to utilize techniques and strategies that you've been provided and you realize, wait a second, guys, these things actually work. You know, and I found that out when I was um, initially started training as a VP at Corinthian Colleges and I started out as a frontline representative and fast forwarding throughout 10 years was, was promoted to a regional director and then to the VP. And it was primarily because I used the tools that I was given. I used the tools. I actually, you know, I, re I looked at them. I made sure that if I wasn't following them exactly, where was I missing? Because we self-evaluate. You have to stop and self-evaluate and find out if I am indeed utilizing them in the way that's going to be helpful. And a lot of times I think individuals have a tendency to skip steps. And when you, when you look at that and you go, okay, had I did this differently, had I responded differently, then of course my outcome would be different, right? So if I'm looking at a specific outcome for me, and again, this is what I train individuals on, 
if I am looking at a specific outcome, how I respond is what's going to get me where I want to go. Wow. Yeah, so I love that equation there, E plus R equals O. And and I hear you with, with passion talking about how to affect the outcome. And, and I just wrote down here reflection on undesirable outcomes. So So thinking about if you did have an undesirable outcome, why did you? And how could your response change that? And, and even a better way for us to do that is to think about our response before we do it and what the outcome will be and kind of mentally think into, if I have this response, this could happen. Or if I have this response, that can happen. And, and what's the better response for me to choose in this situation? That's good stuff, Cheryl. Yeah, so, and, you know, and then what that does is it gives you, again, 100% responsibility for your results because you have the power to make the changes. Yeah, and that that's really amazing that you're you're holding people accountable for their own results. I'm a results-oriented person. I, I, I love to look back and say, well, they may not have got there the same way I would have done it, but as long as we got to where we were going, I'm happy. And and, and having people be responsible for, for their own outcome, that's that's empowering. But it's also a burden and something you've got to commit to in life that you are responsible for your outcomes, and, and you're also responsible for your response. And we choose our mental state. We, we choose to think the way we think. And so we have the ability to change. If it's cloudy outside, we can be happy because the sun isn't burning us. And if it's sunny outside, we, be, we can be happy because it's a sunshiny day. You know, that little cartoon character walked around with a cloud on his head all the time. I, I feel like he made that choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and once you actually realize that you have the ability to do that, then what it does, Brian, is it gives you clarity and it gives you focus. And so when we go back to saying stay the course, the reason why one can stay the course is because they now have clarity and focus. I think it's difficult to stay your course if you are allowing all of this, what I call chatter. If you are allowing all of this chatter, which can be negative influence that are external, it could be that negative self-talk. If you are allowing all of those to cloud your environment, then it's easier for you not to stay the course because you're blaming other people, you're blaming your situations, you're complaining about things, brings us back to what you were just talking about. You know, it's raining, but yet I know that my grass needs to be watered, so thank you for the rain. Um, and so it, it gives you the ability to have some clarity where you can see beyond that immediate circumstance and you can look past that. And that lets you see that the course is infinite. You know, we're, we're not trying to end the game. We're trying to stay in the game and be players. Yeah, that's excellent. Stay in the game, you know, not just only stay the course, but stay on course to, to stay in the game. That's really good. So, so as a coach, how do you inspire others to stay on course? Um, a lot of it is sharing stories. You know, people, I've, I've been um, 
speaking in front of groups of individuals for, for years and years and years. And one of the things that I know is when you have the ability to relay to individuals that are struggling, you have the ability to share with them people that have overcome obstacles, people that have, you know, um, gone the path and have decided, you know what, this is what I am passionate about because this is what makes me come alive. And when you find that thing that makes you come alive, if you do not operate in it, then you're not living your life on purpose. You know, we all ask that existential question, right, what is my purpose? Well, it, instead of going so far out and saying, what is my purpose, what is it that makes you alive? Because that's what you're passionate about. And that gives you the ability to now decide what do I want. And a lot, a lot of times that's something that we do not do. We don't tell people what we want because we haven't defined it ourselves. So once you define what you want, then you're able to share with others how they can help you get there. And then you can ask for it and then you take action because that has to be a step in there, right? We have to take action. Nothing happens unless we move. Yeah, that, that's really good. And so, so moving, that, that, that's a great thought, that, that action and taking action, not just thinking about these goals and having the pie in the sky and, and never realizing, just one day take a step into getting on course and take a step into yeah. taking action. You know, I, I like to say uh, I, I read a book one, one word at a time, one page at a time. And as a, as a writer, you write one page at a time. You save money one dollar at a time. You lose weight one pound at a time. You go on a trip and it's one mile at a time. So you got to get started. You got to get going. You got to start taking those steps in that course that that are towards your goal. And 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 then staying in the game. I love that analogy. You know, it's it's not just being on course, but being involved. And then you talked about other helping others and being helped by others. All of that helps me stay on course. I'm inspired by you and what you're doing, and, and I hope, hopefully I inspire others. So thank you for that. Exactly. You know, I think along with that, Brian, you have to give yourself permission. You, know, you have to give yourself permission to say, I'm going to do this. There's a possibility that I might fail, but I'm not a failure because that's two different things. There's a possibility that I might fail, but there's also a possibility that if I never attempt it, then I'm definitely going to fail because I've never even attempted. So I tell people sometimes you just have to lean into it. And that's that first step that you talked about. Um, you know, when you have the ability to just lean into it, then you have the ability to overcome that fear, that, that blockage that, you know, either through our childhood or something that's happened in our past that is saying, yes, you can, or no, you can't. But when we give ourselves permission and say, you know what? Yes, I can. I'm giving myself permission to attempt this task. I'm giving myself permission to move forward towards this goal. I'm giving myself permission to achieve success. Then you start to move. Yeah. And I think when we start to move and we, and we look around and see other people are moving with us, it's inspiring. And that helps us to go further 
and and I think others start to help you when you start to help yourself. You know, they, they, when they see you, okay, he's making an effort. I'm going to help him with this now. So that that's good. Yeah, and it goes back to um, sharing with people how they can help you. But you first have to define what is that thing that you want so that you can tell people how they can help you. Because, you know, I've been a nonprofit, you know, as you, you stated earlier, for, gosh, more than 10 years. And what I've found is that when you're talking with individuals, people in, inevitably, they want to help. They just need to know how. How can I help? How can I make this situation better for these kids or this cause or this mission? How can I do it? So when you help them work through that process of how, now you're talking about your brain working as this GPS, where you're now going, okay, wait a second, I know this person or I know this particular entity. And now you're starting to see how you can help, which now allows you to be able to tell this person, hey, wait a second, I know someone. Because that's all what we want, right? There's that six degrees of separation where we're all connected by at least six different opportunities within one person. And so when we are able to, you know, um, eloquently or um, decisively share what it is that we're looking for, then people are actually able to help us. And we need to do that without comparing ourselves to others. I also at some point, you know, in this, in this world, in this space that we're in, there are other individuals in this industry that have been in there far longer. And so you look at these individuals and then you start to compare where they are with where you are. And what that does is it, it causes you to kind of revert back to, oh my gosh, am I in too, am I in further than what I, you know, than my head, am I drowning? Do I need to look at something else? And so I try not to look at others in comparison. I look at others and I celebrate them versus comparing. And I think that's a huge piece for individuals, too, is to look at others through celebration and not through comparison. Yes, absolutely. And when you were discussing asking for help, I, I, I thought of, my grandmother, she had a, a stroke as a as a middle-aged woman, and she lived with half her body paralyzed for many years. And I learned with her not to always help her immediately because she wanted to be independent. And so mm-hmm. I needed per, I needed permission from her to help her. So so, and the same goes with that. We we want to be asked permission. You know, hey, if you don't ask for help, I don't know you need help. Exactly. And so I may be standing back saying, okay, when they're ready, I'll, I'll help them. But until they tell me, I'm going to stay out of their business, you know. So that's good. So let me ask you one last question here. How do you get back on course if you've taken a detour? So I know there's a lot of people out here, me included at times. I've got these ambitious goals, and three months later I find that I'm off track. How do we get back on track, Cheryl? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I have a business mentor, and one of the things that we continuously talk about is finding your true north. And true north is symbolic for making sure that you remain consistent, making sure that you remain honest, making sure that you are moving along a path that's going to allow you to help others. 
And for individuals, it's easy for us to get off course. We're human. We all get off course, and that's okay. But once you're off course, you should be able to say, wait a second, I am no longer facing true north. I am no longer facing that destination place. And so now I need to get back on course. And sometimes, Brian, that comes along the path of feedback. When you have the ability to either through self-feedback, which is self-evaluation, which I mentioned earlier, or to have someone that is authentic, someone that you trust, someone that can serve as a mentor, that you can share things with. Because sometimes we believe we're in this journey alone. But if you have the ability to share, find someone that you can say, you know, I, I was planning on doing it this way. And somewhere along the line, I got distracted. And that person asked you hardcore questions that, you know, you're not just saying, oh, okay, let me do go back to doing it this way. But you actually go through the psychology of why did I stop going straight? Why did I turn left? What made me turn left? Because if not, then what's going to happen is you're going to turn left again. So if you're facing your true north, and this might all seem very symbolic, but if you're facing that true north position and you do get off course, you have the ability to ask yourself some tough questions that will eliminate you from taking that same path further down the line. And so for me, that's what I focus on. I focus on, you know, my personal core values. That's my true north. If I fall off of those core values, then I know I'm not heading in the right direction because I'm not fulfilling who I am as a person. And I believe we should all have core values, you know, things that make us who we are. So, for example, just to say core values for me is harmony, spirituality, growth, grit, and contribution. If I am operating outside of those five things, then I am truly off course because those things are going to allow me to be able to move forward with clarity, with focus. It's going to allow me to silence the chatter, and it's going to allow me to continue to be 100% responsible for my results. That's awesome. And you, you, know, you kept coming back to that being responsible for your results. I think that's a great message for this staying on course. You know, we, we lay bricks one after another and build a house. This, that consistency, yeah. it's just taking one step after another and, and, going, and, and going towards your values and your beliefs and staying on track. Even if you don't see that horizon or, or, or what your, your, your long-term goal is in advance, just keep stepping forward. Just keep going forward, moving forward. Thanks, Cheryl, so much for sharing that with us today. Listen, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, I am on Facebook at Rise and Shine CF. I am on LinkedIn, Rise and Shine CF. I am also on YouTube, Rise and Shine CF. And at the end of this month, I will have a book coming out called Silencing the Chatter Monsters, and that's on my website which is rising-and-signing.com. 
for our listeners. I'll add that to the podcast description. Thanks so much for your time today, Cheryl. And for our listeners, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Subscribe. Give us a fair and honest rating. And share this podcast with others. Help them stay on course. Thank you for listening. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.